it's all about speed nowadays and co-creation is tremendously important and therefore we want to give, give, give and make sure in fact that communities are flourishing and it's only then that we create prosperity. So that's why we are part of XR Valley. Hey everybody, thank you so much for checking out the podcast XR Valley Talk, where we engage in conversations with leading Belgian voices in extended reality. In this kickoff episode, Jelle de Manet, co-founder of XR Valley, as well as manager HIT Lab at Ho West, and I, Desiree Timmans, your podcast host, have a conversation with Cherry Brenil, partner ventures by Delaware, and Nick Timpont, Delaware department manager and Microsoft Alliance lead. We talk about the importance of building a strong Belgian XR ecosystem and the Delaware XR customer case Antwerp Maritime Academy. Let's begin. Thierry, Nick, Jelle, welcome to the first episode of the XR Valley Talk podcast. We are very happy that you are our first guest and Jelle, thanks for co-hosting. So Thierry, let's start with the first question. Why is XR Valley important and why are you a member of it? With Delaware, we uh, are strong believers that alone is just alone. I think we need to work and collaborate in ecosystems. It's all about speed nowadays and co-creation is tremendously important. And therefore, we want to give, give, give and make sure, in fact, that communities are flourishing. And it's only then that we create prosperity. So that's why we are part of XR Valley. So actually what you are saying is building the ecosystem within Belgium is very important. Yes, definitely. The coalition of the willing and the coalition of the believers form a strong front, in fact, and can develop things together and uh, make some noise around it, like via this podcast. So thank you for that. I think we need very good business cases as well, that companies know that there will be a return of investment if they invest in this technology. Do you have strong business cases? We have a procedé where we work together with customers in an outside-in way to structurally ideate, identify the space where... So we also put figures to that uh, because you can identify an anomaly or an opportunity in a process, but then the frequency and the volumes need to be significant to make sure that the ROI is clearly there. Technology is just a mean for appliances that really have significant impact on the total process and profit and loss. A lot of initiatives now are going on to start building platforms, but it's more scalable because there are end-user companies that are investing a lot in VR. Where do you think the scalability will come from? Will it come from platforms or will it come from one-to-one work like you are doing with your clients or is it a combination of both? It's a combination of both, Jelle. If you have to reinvent the wheel the moment that the question comes about the wheel, it's probably more interesting that you already have a wheel or a template of a wheel somewhere available. We encourage building platforms with products or appliances already on it if possible, already industrialized. So that means that it could be good if these trainings are already tailored according to the expectations of an industry, being food, being utilities, being automotive. They have specific characteristics. It's important that the platforms are there. The only problem that we need to do, and that's why I think XR Valley can accelerate us all, is creating the ecosystem and making sure that the molecules are getting closer together and that they are meeting each other because it's then only that matchmaking is possible and real business comes into play. That's clear. 
if we join forces uh, in XR Valley, we can convince more end users of the potential of the technology. Another question I have, is there a piece of the puzzle that you can collaborate with other content creators or with uh, XR developers or other technical companies to achieve your goals? There's scarcity of talent, that's clear. So uh, we have learned with Delaware that we cannot do it all. Since many years, we collaborate with schools and universities. Sometimes what they are missing is the understanding of an industry or the understanding of a process. With pleasure, we bring that to those communities so that the techie guys can start developing according or promises. So it's really an ecosystem working. We have done that in the water industry. We have done that in the potato industry and now very happy to be part of the XR value ecosystem as well. Yeah, and I think the role for a bigger company like you is indeed to link content to bigger systems like a learning management systems, for example. If you have a VR training, the skills that you then train, you also have to register that and link that to other courses or programs that your employees are following. You have, I think, insights on the bigger picture of the learning process. From my perspective, that's also a big role that you can play. We also have to make sure that all companies or people see XR not as a gimmick anymore. And XR will be in the future an extension of our digital contact, how we interact with it. It will be our classical 2D environment that we see, but then replaced towards 3D, which we 60 degree view we need to show to everybody that this will become the next thing let's even make the bridge towards a metaverse there are all things that we need to empower the second point like you said we have the knowledge for complex backend systems and it's something that we can put forward and show how it can be done and then of course not just to keep it under our umbrella, but to keep it under the community and show how we can empower them all. Because there is more than enough work in extended reality. It still needs to happen. So when we are going to innovation sessions with customers, I acknowledge that the evangelization part still needs to happen. And we see that not only in the XR space, but even still in AI, although it has been widely adopted, and also on robotics. Customers who are in the day-to-day job they're not aware. We are techies and we think that everybody else knows what it's all about. It is not the case. Let's say one on 10 that we meet in organizations that are fully aware of the level of maturity that XR already has reached. So we need to demonstrate, we bring in the process knowledge, we bring in the customer knowledge, but also the awareness about the technology that it is closer than they think, that it's easily accessible, but also affordable. And these three elements are important to bring via business cases and use cases because a lot of people still think that that is a dream which is not reachable. It's not the case. It's very close by and we need to approach these things closer to the buyers and to the beneficiaries. There is still a gap to fill and we need to evangelize. So I think XR Valley is a very nice initiative to accommodate that. Thierry, from my understanding, do you also have a kind of experience centers where customers can come and see how it works and what it can do to help them solve their problems? Yes, we have. I do know that we are building one in Kortrijk. There will be one in Ghent as well. But we also have our experience center on tour. So we have a factory who is traveling, who is demonstrating IoT. And also there, the XR experiences can be coupled. So we do that a lot. A bus, in fact, where we bring those technologies in-house because people do not always come easily outside and go to these experience centers. And yes, it helps if they can touch it and see it happening, working in a kind of demo and maybe experience it. You have a breakthrough and people loosen up and start seeing the benefits of it. 
Yes, it becomes much more concrete. And do you have a nice example of a customer where you went and that they became enthusiastic? Two years ago, we had an innovation session for a large industrial company. We did some tech discovery. The employees come and get to know new technology, which they never seen. And based on that, we went in workshops and you see that the minds opened up and that the creativity was a lot higher than what we would have expected from those people. It's like you would ask people to create a tremendous pie. They would not know what to do. But if you show them the ingredients and you give them sugar, you give them the butter, you give them milk, they start thinking about what they can do with it. And I'm a strong believer that it's not only when you shout to the ingredients that becomes a pie. No, you have to do something with the ingredients to make the pie. And there it's the art, I think, in doing things together. So techies, business people, students, experts. We have to mingle up and put all pieces around the table and something very nice comes out. Okay, thanks for that. I think I have something to add. Currently, we are living in XR at two speeds. So we have the big potential for the future and the metaverse. And we have what is already existing. And I think we should also stress that what is already existing, it's already happening. So people are sometimes thinking, yeah, okay, it's nice to have a demo and it's a gimmick, but it's something for the future. I think with our members as XR Valley, we also have to show it's already happening. There are already very nice use cases and business cases that really make a difference today because I sometimes have the impression like in healthcare with hospitals, they want to dream about the future, but they can take decisions right now already to implement it. And the metaverse is therefore not always helping the process because it promises a whole world that will be digital in the future, but that's not necessary to apply the applications already today. And that's something we have to stress. And that's why people indeed have to experience and try technology and the applications that are already built today to be convinced and to invest in it now. And then it will speed up the whole process. I agree. The metaverse might be the evolution too fast to create the adoption on the existing, which is already tremendous. We are early adopters, so we have the use cases. And yes, we need to go on tour. I think together with XR Valley, we can do a tremendous work of evangelization. So Thierry, how do you see the future of XR? Where will we be within three to five years? I think it will become the new normal, just part of our day-to-day living and working space. So three to five years, I would rather say five years, it will be on every single industrial floor. It will be in every single household. It will be everywhere, I'm sure. A related question then, at what companies are we looking to help us with the adoption? Because if you want to bring this technology in all the households, you need to have big companies investing in hardware that makes that possible. So what Meta is doing is helping the business, or do you disagree? No, I agree. If you see the relation now, like Microsoft is doing together at a partnership with Meta, that's a nice example of making sure and pushing the economical situation and the benefits towards more and more devices. For example, the OnePlus, you see a lot of people having those phones because price and quality is for them quite okay. If those hardware suppliers give headsets or put headsets in the market on lower prices, you will start to see them everywhere. It's just now still feeling a bit expensive, though it's already more payable than the early days. If you see a Quest for about 500 euros, even less, then it's already getting better, but not at the price where everybody would buy it to have just XR available. 
Okay. I propose that we deep dive in one of the cases, Maritime Academy in Antwerp. So Nick, you worked on that. Can you tell us more about it? This all started actually with the business case. They teach students actually how to become a captain or other roles on a ship. Their problem is how to give the possibility to people to train on ships like chemical tankers, how do they do it on today? Well, you have the possibility once or twice to train and to do it on a real ship because on a chemical it's not possible. And then we said, okay, but why don't we look in the training example within virtual reality? They were quite enthusiastic. And then we took one case, and that's a, a lifeboat. I call it the life-saving application because letting in a lifeboat down in the water is one of the most important procedures because when something happens, you always have people that need to get off board and you always have people that do not have the procedures in their mind on how to do it. That was the one that we used to show what's possible. And as an end user, can you take me through the steps? So as a student, you can choose to put on a headset or to use your tablet device or your desktop device. But the most fun way is put on the headset. And then you came into an application where first a step-by-step -step procedure explanation will happen. How do I need to work with the joysticks? To what do I need to look? What are the possible steps in my application? And then you can say, okay, I want to start a training. And you walk around in the environment of the school. So at the Antwerp Maritime Academy, they have like one place where it's possible to release a lifeboat. So we really revamped that environment in virtual reality. You really feel like at school because you see the school, the outdoors, and you can even walk towards the lifeboat where you can release it. So it's a digital twin. It's a digital twin. If you want to do all the steps, then it really helps you. You have an avatar next to you. If you want to start a procedure, make sure that you do all the necessary steps. It proposes you to do the training in exercise modes or in notification modes. So we have several modes just to train yourself, but also really to test you on do you know without any help or without any extra feedback on how you need to release that lifeboat. Important here is again, when you are in extended reality over in VR for it to be excise, is that it's a one-on-one -on -one training. Normally you're in a class, you have like 20 students, 30 students, and you have one or two, maybe max teachers, mostly one. And then it's like a one-on-20 or one-on-30 training. In this case, you have a really one-on-one -on -one experience where you also see how do I need to release certain components on a live vote and how do you need to do it? The avatar really says, okay, this is the component, you need to release it like this. You need to do the right things to be able to fulfill the training. As a student, you get more direct feedback, what is going well, what is not well. And if I understand you, then the program adjusts to that. Indeed, because it's also in that way that we capture what you do right, we capture what you do first, we capture to what you look first or not look first. Because let's say a ship is going to sink, you need to get yourself off the boat and you need to release the lifeboat, then it's very important that you as a person do the right steps in the right order. We are able to train them and say, you looked first to that point, but actually when something was wrong, this is the first step that you need to do. So we capture feedback that's almost not possible in a classical way. For me, that brings something else up because you are collecting all this data. How do you use that considering the GDPR? It's a fully compliant environment that is linked towards the organization itself. It's not that we, as a Delaware, have access towards the data. We make sure that data will be spread 
So that's a bit the basic, of course, of the application. And then we went one step further, and that's the link with our learning management system where you can log on a web application and where you can see which trainings you can follow, what were the results of your training, what are the steps that you did in that training. Is it then a small step to link this training also to certification? Certifications like for Antwerp Maritime Academy, of course, Real-life training is still needed. It's not that we say we want to replace real-life training with VR or XR trainings. The only thing that we push forward here is that we can do like 80% of the repetitive training with XR and then the rest of the 20% with real-life training. Virtual real-life experiences help you with the real-life experiences especially in procedural tasks where the order is important, where you have to know where things are. Okay, and what were the lessons learned, Nick, from this case with Antwerp Maritime Academy? It's one thing that we remind very well, that it was like building a procedure and just doing it repetitively. But in the end, you are actually building a training, an experience for people. You do not just build one procedure and say, train it all day long. It's just like the same with a game. Why do people play games? Because there are so many modes, so many possibilities. It's fun to do. So actually that aspect, you need to bring it in your training. You need to understand very well how you can make it appealing for the students. Yeah, you need to have them thinking in a special way when they are on the vessel. And that's different than just saying, okay, what's the procedure that's written? I will just copy that in towards a virtual experience. And can you give an example of what you added to the environment to make it more appealing? Sure. They can indeed walk around. They can go for the down floor to the upper floor. They can also take a life jacket, put on the jacket. So there are all variations that they can do like in real life. But whatever you want to try, go ahead and try it. It's gamification part. What question didn't we ask yet, Nick, that you wanted to share with us? Well, in my opinion, whoever, doesn't matter which company, creates a training application, that you keep always the three things in mind. The first thing is retaining knowledge with an aging population is very important. Be aware of that and make sure that you also keep that in mind in your application. We're not only making applications for the youngsters, we're also making applications for the older generations. So when you open an application for the first time and you do not have any experience with it, please make sure there's like a tutorial mode that people really know how to use it. A second thing where I think about is make sure that building knowledge for untrained people or those that need to reorient to new technologies so that they really know how they could use it and not just only by here is the headset, take care, use it, and we'll see what happens. And when or whatever you do with the training application, please capture their tracking, how they react, what they do is the most valuable feedback that you could get. And also the most valuable feedback for a company that provides these headsets or applications, no matter what type of environment that you have or critical environment you have, the feedback on how people react is the best thing that you could have to update your trainings. Great. It was very interesting to hear how you tackled that problem. The next step is indeed to bring it to more people that they see that it's already happening and that it has an extra value. And thank you for that. Thank you very much, Nick, for joining us, for sharing your knowledge and expertise, especially the case with the Antwerp Maritime Academy. 
Also thanks to Jerry and Jelle. Thanks a lot for listening to this episode of XR Valley Talk. We gladly connect with you, so feel free to get in touch via our website xrvalley.be.